question goes to Rick. What was your favorite part of working on as we see it? Uh, I know I'm revealing a little too much inside stuff, but uh, I got to say we've been doing some interviews and I just told a, a story that I love so much that I feel I, I can't tell again. It just doesn't feel authentic to me. So I'm going to tell you a very, I apologize, uh, whatever. I'll tell a different side of it, but uh, I just feel I could connect to this. Um, I have stomach issues. And I was suffering through one of those uh, stomach issues on set of, a, of an important scene, of a serious scene. Uh, of the whole day, it was a lot of silly moments. This was the one that, like, don't poop yourself during. And I really, it was an honest fear. I'm becoming my mother here. But I, I thought I was going to poop my pants. Honestly, poop my pants where I had, to, I had to tell the director we might have to, you know, just, you know, in wardrobe. I told wardrobe I might poop myself. Um, and uh, it was earlier on in the show and Joe was just being so cool, alpha, cocky in the funniest way between scenes. He's throwing up and then he's being cool guy and then he's throwing up. And Joe, made, you made me laugh so much uh, that my stomach ache went away. And um, uh, I, I think looking at it now, telling the story now twice, it may have been a better story if I, if I shit my, can I say? <laughs> can I say my? Sure. Can I say my shit our pants? Uh, would have been, you know, my favorite moment when it was Joe made me sh made me poop myself. But uh, I got to tell you something. Shout out to Joe. You are a cool man. Well, credit goes to Joe on that. And credit goes to Joe. I've been a fan of yours for a long time. I love the movie Airheads. You voiced one of the greatest Simpsons characters ever, Fat Tony, etc. It's very admirable how you can do comedic roles in comedies, comedic roles in dramas, dramatic roles in comedies, etc., when did you find out that you were working on this show? Well, when I when I got that pilot script and read it, I, I, it just knocked me out. Because first of all, I have a daughter. I have a 34-year-old daughter with autism. So, I mean, I just related to so many aspects of it that I, I, I just had to meet Jason Kadams whether I was going to do the show or not. So I took the meeting with him, not even knowing that it was going to work out, you know, but it did. And I'm just so glad it did because from the, from the pilot's, episode on down through, through the all eight episodes it was the quality of it was just always there the, the the relationships I made the people I met I mean Rick is 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 indeed the son I never had you know and yet uh, there's you know it's it's I feel just blessed look I'm blessed to, to play pretend for a living for over 50 years and this <laughs> this is one of the highlights of it just doing doing this show and hopefully we'll be able to continue it Rick, were you very aware of Joe's work before him winding up on the show? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yes. Uh, and it's funny that you bring up those two things, because not only am I aware of, of who Joe is and what he's done, I've seen it all, and it's fantastic. But just who I am and comedies and what, what always resonated with me. I mean, Airheads is one of my favorite movies. And I talk about that to him all the time. I just texted him uh, two weeks ago when I'm watching it again, pictures from it. Uh, and Simpsons... Between Simpsons and shout out to Will Smith, Fresh Prince, those two shows made me, uh, I mean, they raised me as far as comedy is concerned. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it almost feels, I mean, at this point, I know you well enough, Joe, it's not, but I feel it almost feels disrespectful to say that why I'm a fan of Joe is Simpsons and, and, and Airheads. But 
I mean, we quote, I mean, he wipes his ass with his record contract. I love, you know, love this guy. I mean, that's, that's, that's the zeitgeist of, of my friend groups forever. So yeah, it was cool. Joe, before I let you go, who is the best lead singer of Van Halen? The best lead singer of Van Halen? Yeah. Got, you know what, if you, yeah. I got to say, look, I was a friend of Eddie Van Halen. I got to know him. We, we golfed together. So, I mean, I have this soft spot for Eddie Van Halen, so I'm not going to jump into that. That, that uh, yeah, I know that's that line from, uh, from, the, Airhead. from Airheads. But uh, I, I think uh, I think Ian, Ian the Shark would be smart enough to, like, you know, you know, zip it up and let to let that let that thing fly. Joe, just talk about how much you love the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger, yeah. How could they be lone? What the hell is that all about? <laughs> Thank you both for your time and congratulations on this great series. Nice to meet you, Darren. Outrocast. Moki Wembley, a pleasure. Oh. Uh, Moki, I first want to ask you, what is yeah. your favorite part about living in Fraggle Rock? You know, my favorite part of living in Fraggle Rock is sometimes I just do a handstand like this and I just, it looks totally different. Like the stalagmites turn into stalactites and the opposite way around. So it's just always changing and always different. (laughs) Have you ever tried that, Darren Fraggle? No, I mean, I'm not athletic like you are apparently. Uh, Wembley, do you... Do you, do you feel the same way about handstands and also the dynamics we're talking about? Absolutely, I feel the same. Wow. That's all I got. That's all you got. <laughs> well, I'll ask yeah. you another question, Wembley. Do you always get along just so well with Moki? You know, Moki and I really do get along. And I think that's because she's so patient. She helps me <laughs> figure myself out when I get a little too like... <laughs> crazy in the head yeah. <laughs> Moki does wemble sometimes and he gets a little excitable and i just help him breathe through it but you know i have yeah. to say fraggle darren that you know we don't we don't always get along with fraggles sometimes there is true conflict but you know what we do we what talk do do? it out okay we listen yeah sometimes you got to take a break and cool off if that's what you got to do but yeah. we try to come together and the main thing is to listen to each other because that's what i'm all about is connection Right. Yeah. Uh, no. Your connection also goes into the kitchen. I, I believe that there's some fans of radishes that I'm speaking about. Oh, yeah. Any recipes oh. that you can recommend that I can make myself on my own terms with radishes? Well, you know, radish cobbler. Are, radish cobbler is very delicious. I had Uber's <laughs> radish souffle. That was nice. Radish flakes for breakfast. Maybe a nice radish scone. But whatever you do, don't try Boober's radish fruitcake around the holiday time. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, so, so I've learned so much in these past few minutes about what to do in life. And I really appreciate the education that, that I'm getting. But I have to ask a controversial question. I'm going to put it to Wembley. Wembley, who's the best singer and dancer among all the Fraggles? Oh, well, I think I've got some moves. Uh, 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 Go, Emily. Uh, 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 I got some hey, moves. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go, monkey. Go, monkey. Hey, you what are you judge, Darren Fraggle? How about you, Darren? Oh. Let's see it. <laughs> I don't know. Is nope. it a tie? Is it okay to say that that's a tie in greatness? Well, it's very diplomatic. I like that. Very kind. 
very kind. So, so, so not only am I being educated, I'm also being entertained. Is there anything that Moki you can't do exceptionally well? Nope. Oh, that's not true. You know, sometimes I, I make mistakes like anyone else there. I'm only a fraggle. I, sometimes I get it wrong, but you know what? I'll try again. I look at what I did. I try not to be too emotional about it. And I, and I try to do it better. But sometimes, you know, again, it's, it's, it's about connection. Also about connection with one's self. True. Hmm. Wembley. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just blown away by everything that I'm hearing right now. I asked you who's the best singer, who's the best dancer, and I diplomatically said that it was a tie. But who are some of your favorite singers? Some of my favorite singers? Well, I have to tell you, and, and I really do mean this, Moki is one of my absolute favorite singers oh, in the rock. Go on. Her voice is so warm. Oh, no, 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 But you know, there's Jamdalin. Jamdalin. When Jamdalin comes to the rock, right? Yeah. Really, really exciting. Yeah. You'll see. You'll meet Jamdalin, Daryl Fraggin. Daryl Fraggin? Fraggle Darren? But Moki's really the best. I have to say that. And, and before I let you two go, because you've been so generous with your time, I'll, I'll say, Moki, last question goes to you. What's a recent poem you've written? Can you give me a quick poem? Because I know that you're very poetic. Well, I do love a good poem, Darren, but you know, my favorite way to compose a poem is with someone. So let's do, I challenge you, let's do one a word at a time. Now. Ready? Beneath. Oh. Okay, sure. Beneath. It's your turn. Oh, now. Beneath now, there was a... Moki. There was a Moki who went along the car. Well, look, uh, I'm not what? as good as you are at poetry. So I'm going to just you know thank what? you for your time and wish you many years of continued success in your galaxy. Oh. Both of you are fantastic and just keep up the greatness. Thank you, Darren. You're the best. Thank you so much, Darren Fraggle. <laughs> Come visit us. Grab a spoon, dig your way here. Come on. Outrocast. Favorite part of working on As We See It? Um, I think the environment of being on set with all of the people who actually all were autistic and with the, the other crew members, you know, who um, had experience living with people on the spectrum made the entire filming experience just the nicest kind of set I've ever been on. It, they were, everybody was intuitively um, very tuned in to our needs, our wants, and what was happening. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. Chris, had you worked with anybody from the show before being cast in it? No, I mean, I, I mean, I, I knew who Sozi was. I, I knew who Joe Montano, these are these names. And I'd known who Jason Cadens was, the showrunner, um, and how great his work is. But I hadn't worked with anyone before. So it was lovely meeting everyone for the first time, especially Sue Ann. Like, I've never had a sister before. So that was very exciting for me. Wow. Well, that's great to hear that you two get along so well. I assume, Sue Ann, that it's the same thing that you had a wonderful experience with Chris. Oh my God, Chris is amazing. Are you kidding me? Like, we're, he's, oh, like he's so, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, we go get ramen together. We do like fun stuff. I like, I'll just like barge into his apartment and go and like, go use his like weights. <laughs> and that's <laughs> but 
Um, no, Chris is like probably the nicest um, person I've ever met one. He's also, he's not only such a heartthrob, oh my God, right? But he looks like me. <laughs> you know, so I love, I was like, this looks Yeah, like we could actually brother. be brother and sister, right? Yeah, he's so cute. <laughs> um, no, but Chris is really sweet, you know. Chris, how much research or preparation was needed to have this role done such a, at such a great level, a high level performance like this? Oh no, he froze. He froze in a, a heartthrob-like position. <laughs> Chris. Well, well Sue, Sue Ann, I'll ask you that same question. How much preparation was needed for you for this show? Because yeah. on one hand, you're aware of what it's like to be on the spectrum, but at the same time, it's work. Yeah, uh, I uh, am I'm of the ilk of preparation. I have studied uh, many years and I enjoy it. So for me, it was really important. You know, I would take Violet um, and I would I would test Violet out, um, you know, <laughs> at the job I was working at. I was working at, this, you know, this diner for a while and I would go in as Violet and that I got a lot of feedback um, from people based on the choices I was making went into class, acting class, I would put up private moments with Violet. So um, I love, I love the entire work of that um, and uh, of, you know, the craft of, of acting. Like, and it's fun. It was fun to take that into Violet. So. For you, is it easy to memorize scripts? Um, you know, I think, I think it was because from a young age, I was like, I love like Phantom of the Opera. The first time I saw that, I was blown away. And I mm -hmm. went home, I, you know, I listened to it, the entire thing on CD, whatever, over and over and over until I memorized it. And we would act out, I would watch TV and I would act out everything, you know, in a way it's like, uh, so maybe, you know, I still, I get like, it, it, I get anxiety. So I have to be careful. So when I mem I have to be off book, I'm one of those actors because otherwise I could get like distracted by a sound or something happens or something's in my eye line. And I'm like, wait, what was that? It was a cat. <laughs> you know. So, so um, I, I enjoy the preparation process to, to show up that, that way. Did you get to enjoy the amusement park in Santa Monica like the yeah. other cast members did? Are you kidding me? That was magic. That was like the most magical. It was so fun. Like we had these, we, they literally like rented off the entire amusement park for us just to like shoot. So it was, it was a fantastic night. <laughs> I was one of my favorites. I loved it. Well, That's thank you so much for your time. And I'm looking forward to yeah. your next project besides as we see it. Hopefully do. The sequel, hello. Jason, thank you for doing this. Longtime fan of your work. How's your day going? Thank you so much, Darren. It's going really well. Great to meet you. And, and, and thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Likewise. So when you started working on this series, did you know that it was going to be for a streaming platform like Amazon that would give you the freedom to express yourself fully? You know, I went and I pitched this show. And, you know, like I found this Israeli format. I was like so excited to tell this story. I have a son who's a young adult on the spectrum. It was so personal to me. And I was like, this is a story I want to tell. And like when you find that, it's very exciting. But then you don't know that anybody else is going to want to make that show. And so right. I went and I pitched it. And when I went and I pitched it to Amazon, at the end of the meeting, Vernon Sanders, you know, came up to me and said, I'm just so happy that you found the show to do. And I've known Vernon for a long time. I work with him, uh, you know, at, at, at Parenthood and other shows. 
Right. And um, and um, when he said that, I was like, oh, if they want to do the show, I want to do the show with them because they understood that this was a show that was really personal to me, that I was going to be able to hopefully bring something to um, that was special because the, the subject matter is so personal. And so it's been like an incredible experience, you know, having um uh, you know, a partner like Amazon to do this. You know, when I when when I called to say, listen, after they greenlit the pilot, I was like, listen, we want to try to cast this authentically with the three leads all being on the spectrum. Now, you kind of have a little bit of PTSD making a call to you know the network saying you want to do something that might be provocative, right? And um, they were like, oh yeah, we were going to call you about that. We love this idea. So it's like, this is, you know, it was, it's been that way. Uh, this process of making the show has been made, making the show the, the way we want to do it has been made possible because, you know, you have a partner like, like Amazon who is really push and, you know, they're not doing it for their health. They're doing it because, you know, this is the demands now that audiences have, you know, they, they, you know, you're, you know, audiences, there's a lot of TV shows out there and, you know, everybody's competing for, um, you know, um, you know, like, like, like things that are going to resonate with, with viewers. And so I think it's, you know, um, you know, it was really exciting to me that we could be bold and we could make, be bold with our choices to try to make the show feel real and authentic. And of course, like in doing it, making real and authentic, it's not like, it's not like taking medicine to watch a show. It's full of joy and humor. And it's, it's, it's just, it's just such a delight to me when I did literally just to watch, you know, the, 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 the show, like I set out to write the show about neurodiversity and felt mm -hmm. like I wrote this coming of age story that it's, it, it's universal. It's about all the stuff that we're all figuring out about, you know, like what, you know, our, our lives and our relationships and our, 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 you know, work lives. And, um, but it just has this specificity um, to it that I think makes it spark. And another person that you work with on the show is Jesse Peretz. Did his work in the Lemonheads have anything to do with him working on this project with you? You know, we, I mean, Jesse, it was such a thrill to get to work with Jesse. I was a huge fan of his work from so many things that he did. Sure. Um, you know, it was really what really, you know, what really made me want to work with him, though, more than anything, was when I talked to him about the show mm -hmm. and he talked about how his own personal connection to the material and that this was something that he was, in, you know, he, he was passionate about doing and that he felt like, you know, he had his own, you know, he felt like he under, he felt like he knew this world and um, and that he was and that and that and that he was emotionally connected to it. To me, that was so important for who was going to direct the show because, as I said, like authenticity was such a crucial part of it. Makes sense to me. Well, thank you for your time, and really looking forward to everything that's coming for me in the near future, Jason. Thank you so much, Darren. I appreciate it. Outrocast. Albert Sosi, a pleasure to be speaking with you both. Uh, my first question goes to Albert. What was your favorite part of working on the show? Hanging out with the with the cast with the cast, to be honest, is to 
like we all got along really well, really well. And the favorites, like the, and there were like like moments where we're all acting, <laughs> we're all on set that I really loved, so like the the floor cake. I I love that, and and I love the time the time we're all there, and and Sue Ann just threw it on the ground, you know, same as all the other takes, but this time the cake survived. And we we're all just like, how did you do that? And they're just like, I don't know. And then I ate the floor cake. <laughs> you, you, you and the guy who played Theo, yeah, you ate the floor cake. And we all cheered you on because <laughs> it was fun. And I also also like the part where we're, we're all where me, Rick, and Sue Ann, our characters are like in the beds together and it's just like, what a day. <laughs> like we had, I feel like we, we had a bit of dynamic on the camera there and it was, and we're able to like relax when the camera wasn't rolling too. Like he, earlier before Sue Ann was there, me and Rick cuddled at one point and see, <laughs> just goofing off a bit. It was, it was fun. It was good working on this. Oh, well, Sosie, the same question goes for you. Besides the floor cake, what was your favorite thing of working on as we see it? Uh, we had so many fun moments that like, let me think about some top ones. Oh, I've always wanted to have a, um, a um, amusement park all to myself. It's been a dream of mine since I was a child. And we had the Santa Monica Pier all to ourselves me, Chris, and Sue Ann for that, for that scene. There was some background. And we just got to like literally ride the rides as many times as we wanted. They kept it open. Um, and I was like, I like actually had a moment where I looked around and I was like, I can't believe this is my job. This can't be real. Um, <laughs> and then the rest of all, all of the stuff with all of us together at the apartment was so much fun because all we did was just like laugh and play and hang out. And it was just a real break from having been alone in isolation for so long. And what'd you say, Albert? Nothing. I was like, oh my God, like, yes, agreeing with you. Yeah, they were just so oh, fun oh, oh. jokes and laughing and being silly and like, we just enjoyed ourselves. It was just, oh, it was just so fun. Well, thank you both for your time and have a great rest of the day. Continued success is wished. Thanks, Darren. Well, Alex, Matt, do, well, is it always Alex and Matt or do you, do you like Matt and Alex? I actually would kind of more traditionally Matt and Alex. I just think it's got a little bit more of a, I don't know. I say that as the Alex. I think Matt's name kind of like leads us off a little bit better. Uh, yes, yeah, so I demand that it's Matt and Alex usually in our <laughs> I didn't context. Want to tell yeah. him, Matt. I wanted to yeah. be pretty cool, but yeah, no, Matt is uh, he insists. It's a Lennon McCartney, McCartney Lennon yes, dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. With a lot of like legal teeth behind it. There's, it's pretty contractual, actually, when it comes down to it. <laughs> totally get it. Well, the bottom yeah. line is this <laughs> I am a big fan of the work of both of you, not just the Fraggles per se, community, new girl. It's cool to see that the two of you have had success in not just one genre of television. So I guess the first question I, I have is your showrunners at this point, 
this is one of the first shows I've ever noticed where there's more than one showrunner per se. When did you notice that you two could work together so well? I, I guess we'll throw that to Matt first. Well, you know, we're we're friends from from college. Uh, my apartment burned down senior year of college, and I had to move back into the dorms. And I moved in next to Alex, and we became fast friends and uh, just had a really good time together. We did some comedy together. And uh, and then uh, eventually, when we were both out here in L.A. working in assistant jobs, we decided to try and write a script together. And we had a lot of fun doing it and realized it could be a thing. So ever since then, yeah, we've been a creative partnership and uh, and worked our way up to, to show running. And, yeah, it's a really uh, it's a very unique relationship. And it is having watched that documentary, not in any way to compare us to. Lennon and McCartney, but it requires uh, quite a bit of shorthand and connection. And uh, yeah, so it is it is a unique thing, but not unheard of. Alex, does all that check out or do you have a slight different record? I'll talk to you afterwards. It? I don't feel safe right now. No, we, yeah, I've, Matt and I have always worked together. You know, we, we, are, we are a creative partnership. We've had every job together. So really our, our progression has been totally in tandem and it's been awesome. And, and following up on that, Alex, when did you find out that you were going to be working on this series? Did, was it a long-held secret? You know, it was a little bit of a secret. We had um, we had an early meeting at the Jim Henson Company, and we really, it was kind of exploratory stage. We didn't really know how serious any of it was being taken. But in the conversation, in that first conversation we had with Lisa Henson and Hallie Stanford and John Tartaglia, it all started to click. And I think we all started to really like the what like what we were talking about and I think we were all on the same page that we wanted to bring back Fraggle Rock but really bring back Fraggle Rock not put them at like they're like in New York they're like trial lawyers in New York or they're like astronauts or anything like that like no yeah. let's do Fraggle Rock but let's do it in 2020 you know 2022 using all the technology available to us now expand the world make it bigger but just let the show continue to evolve in this really organic way and then it all just started to take off and Apple TV plus was incredible. And they had, they started to get involved in the shorts at that point. It was kind of early in the pandemic. And after the shorts sort of seemed to be a success, then um, we got the green light to go to series. And, and then it was just all took off from there. My last question is going to go to Matt and that's what's your first Fraggle related memory. God, it's also hazy really. Uh, Cause I'm a very, very young man, but uh no, uh, it, there's just nothing, nothing like uh, the the first few bass chords of ba just the bass notes of the uh, of the theme song. When you hear that song, it's just instant joy. And I think that people who don't even know Fraggle Rock think they know Fraggle Rock because that song is just so so beloved. Um, but yeah, it, it, my early memories of it are just really special times. I feel like at a hotel when we had. HBO included in the room because HBO was such an exotic thing at that, Free at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you both for the many years of great entertainment. I'm looking forward to whatever is next, but congrats on this great, great relaunch of the Fraggles. Thank you very well, much. Thank you, Appreciate Darren. That. Thank you so much. Nice guys, take care. Yeah, nice to meet you. Thank you. Haley, thank you so much for doing this. How's your day going Aww. so far, aside from having to talk to elite media people? Um, you know what? It's going great because what's exciting for us this week is everybody finally gets to see what we've been working on for so long. We, we, we don't feel like it's our little secret, but it's been our great joy. 
So the fact that we finally get to share it now and it's out in the world. So this has actually been a really wonderful day to just hear from all of you and just to hear what you're thinking about the show and how it's going to, you know, hopefully impact families and kids and uh, bring some joy and some song. That uh, is actually the first thing I wanted to know. How long did you have to keep it a secret that, you know, it's an existing concept, but actually launching and becoming a series and not just a pilot or a special or one off. Oh my gosh. And uh, like, and when you, like the minute you saw that it was announced by Apple, that's how long we had to keep it a secret. So, I mean, my family knew cause they were with me. Um, but no, we had to keep it, we had to keep it, uh, keep it under wraps. So it's very exciting week, uh, to be able to share it with the world. I think everybody was hoping and, you know, the shorts came out with Apple, um uh right right during the pandemic and so i think everybody got a little taste uh of the fraggles but you know we couldn't share the bigger meal uh that we've been working on for the last uh um year and a half so anyway very exciting Outro cast. <laughs>